0: A new approach to heart transplants could potentially allow thousands more patients a chance at the life-saving procedure, according to new research led by Duke University Medical Center. While most hearts are transplanted from donors who are brain dead, but whose hearts are still beating, the new method allows doctors to reanimate hearts after they've stopped pumping blood. A study published Thursday in the New England Journal of Medicine found survival from the new method after six months was about the same as from the standard transplant method. This is Pulse Check. I'm Kelly Hooper. The New York City Council voted to approve legislation Thursday that would establish an Office of Healthcare Accountability. If Mayor Eric Adams signs it, as he's indicated he will, the new office will monitor and compare costs at New York City hospitals and the city's spending on healthcare for its workforce. It will also examine insurance reimbursement and denial rates and hospital spending on community benefits. The lead sponsor of the bill, Manhattan Council Member Julie Menon, said the purpose of the measure is to lower health costs for the city and for New Yorkers by improving transparency of hospital pricing. Republicans and Democrats launched an effort on Friday to reauthorize the Bipartisan Support Act, a 2018 law that increased funding to combat the opioid crisis. Lawmakers at a House Energy and Commerce Health subcommittee hearing agreed that treatment and support for people with opioid use disorder still need improvement and that addiction-related stigma must be eliminated. Subcommittee Vice Chair Larry Bouchon, an Indiana Republican, said, quote, There are legitimate medical physiological changes in people who become addicted and that we have to recognize and that we have to find medical ways to get them out of it, end quote. And the Biden administration said that the makers of 43 drugs will have to pay rebates to Medicare because they raise prices faster than inflation. Beneficiaries will also enjoy lower coinsurance fees on those medicines from July 1st to the end of September. Robert King is here to explain.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services announced today that 43 drugs will be subject to rebates from manufacturers to Medicare and lower coinsurance rates. Can you elaborate a bit on that announcement and why that number has doubled?
1: Sure. So this announcement is tied to a provision of the Inflation Reduction Act that passed last year that is intended to... Ensure that drug companies do not raise the prices of their products on Medicare Part D past inflation. If a company does do that, then they have to rebate the difference to Medicare, the results of which is the announcement that you see today. And why that number is doubled is that the number of drugs changes every quarter. CMS will put out a revised list every quarter that basically updates the number of drugs that might have essentially raised their prices past inflation.
0: So does that mean there could potentially be changes to the list before those rebates kick in?
1: Yes. So a good example is what happened in the second quarter of the year. CMS initially released a list of 27 drugs that were subject to the Medicare rebates. And then that number was whittled down to 20 after getting some feedback from drug companies and getting some more information. So CMS officials had cautioned on a call with reporters recently that the number could change. And that's kind of why they're announcing this now. The actual changes to the list don't take effect until July 1st. And the reason is, is because they want to give drug companies a couple weeks to let them know if any changes might need to be made before that start date.
0: So does that mean that these rebates will kick in on July 1st? And also, how much can Medicare beneficiaries expect to be saving on the cost of drugs?
1: There's two parts to this. First is the rebate that the drug makers have to give back to Medicare. And then there's also a requirement that they lower the coinsurance amount that beneficiaries in Medicare Part D have to pay for the products. The lower coinsurance is what beneficiaries are going to see on July 1st. The drug companies actually don't have to repay Medicare until the fall of 2025, and that's to give companies enough time to just kind of get everything together and, you know, prepare for to get the rebates back to Medicare. So beneficiaries will see the benefits of this policy starting on July 1st.
0: To give this all some more context, can you just talk about some of the recent trends in Medicare drug spending, like which types of drugs account for the most spending?
1: In addition to the updated list of products that are subject to inflation rebates, CMS and HHS released a report on Friday that detailed spending in Medicare Part B. And so give a little bit of background real quick on the different parts of Medicare. Medicare Part D is the prescription drug benefit, and that covers seniors getting their drugs at the pharmacy. Medicare Part B covers doctor office visits, hospital visits, tests. scans, things like that. So Medicare Part B also covers the any drugs that are administered in a doctor's office or in a hospital. A good example of this is chemotherapy, which is a drug that you don't get from the pharmacy. It's a drug that you take at a cancer center or in a doctor's office. So this report from HHS found that Medicare Part B prices have gone up astronomically. They found that it was an annual 9.2% increase every year from 2008 through through 2021. And this outpaces a 2.6% hike over the same time period for Part D. And the reason apparently is because there is a small number of drugs in Medicare Part B that have extremely high prices. And so that's what is essentially driving this increase in spending. And that is part of the goal to kind of help rein in prices under the inflation reduction Act, is to kind of rein in some of this spending.
0: And I'm also wondering, where do drug price negotiations that the Inflation Reduction Act has authorized play into this? And where is CMS on getting that process up and running?
1: So the drug price negotiations are part of the Inflation Reduction Act. So they're not really influenced by the inflation rebates. But CMS has been touting the negotiation mechanism as part of an overall effort that they're doing to try and lower drug costs in Medicare. And right now, CMS is putting together its finishing touches on a final guidance to drug companies that will outline how drugs will be selected for negotiation and how those talks could eventually play out. So we're going to see the final guidance this summer, hopefully. And we are going to see the first 10 drugs that are going to be chosen for negotiation in September. So after this fall, CMS and the drug companies that manufacture the chosen drugs will enter into negotiations, they'll settle on a price and that price will go into effect in 2026.
0: Well, this has been great, Robert. Thank you so much for your reporting on this. And thank you for being here today.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese is our senior producer. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. Jenny Ament is the executive producer of audio at Politico. I'm Kelly Hooper. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.